0: Peace be with you. I once had a Protestant friend who criticized the way that we Catholics do the readings at Mass. He said, if you're not reading the scripture directly from the Bible, then you're not really reading the Bible. He thought that rather than have the verses for that day copied and printed in the lectionary, we should actually open the Bible to those verses. And I dismissed his comments at the time. But this week, as I prepared for this homily, I saw some validity in his comments. And the reason was that if you just read the verses that are given for today for the Old Testament about Samuel, you'll have a very well-known, iconic story about a young man hearing the call of the Lord. These verses lead up to one of the great lessons of the Bible. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. However, knowing more of the story, the context in which Samuel receives his calling and what happens after that is important, especially in light of what's going on today in our world and in our church So opening your Bible and reading the first few chapters of this book of Samuel to get the setting for the story and what happens after this story, it's extremely beneficial. And if you've not had a chance to do that yet, I encourage you, do it today. Samuel was the son of Echinah and Hannah, two devout and faithful followers of God, And they lived in the time before the kingships of Saul and David. Hannah was without children, but would come to the temple and offer sacrifice to the priest Eli. And Hannah would often stay and pray in the temple. Now Eli, he was a crusty old priest, not very devout. And he would make fun of Hannah for spending so much time in prayer. But nonetheless, he still offered his blessing to her and asked the Lord to grant her a request for children. The Lord answered her prayers, and Samuel was born. As soon as Samuel was weaned, Hannah presented Samuel to Eli to be raised in the temple and to become a priest. Eli accepted Hannah's gift of the firstborn and prayed to the Lord that she may have more children, which she did. Eli also had two sons of his own that became priests. But they were corrupt. They stole from the sacrifices that the people offered, and they engaged in sexual promiscuity. The Lord warned Eli to rebuke his sons, And he tried to do so, but they did not listen to the old man. Our reading today picks up when Samuel was a young man, perhaps about age 12. We are told that this was a time when the word of the Lord was scarce and vision infrequent. In other words, not very many of God's people, including the leadership of the church at the time, were listening to the Lord or preaching God's word. Samuel's job was he slept in the temple and he kept the lamp of God burning. And so we read that Samuel heard the voice of the Lord three times, but he did not recognize the voice because the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. So that tells us that even though Samuel lived in the temple and he was being raised by Eli the priest, the word of God was not being shown to him. Those around him were not living according to God's word. But fortunately, Samuel did have Eli as his mentor. And fortunately, Eli had just enough faith to recognize that the Lord was calling Samuel. We see from this how important it is for us to have a spiritual guide, someone that directs us and reaffirms our faith. It's so difficult for us to hear God calling us, to hear God's voice. My own calling to the diaconate is a rather remarkable story. Now, remember, Jesus told us that he came to call sinners, not the righteous, which explains my calling. And I would love to tell you the story sometime. But even though I was certain that God had spoke to me, it took me years to recognize what he was asking me to do. God does not impose his will on us. He never violates our free will. And when he does call us, it's often hard to hear his voice. And it's even harder in today's world where we have so many voices around us telling us what we should believe. And some of those voices are just like the old man Eli did to Hannah. They're even making fun of us for having faith. If we read on in the story, we find that the Lord did call Samuel a fourth time. He told Samuel that he was going to condemn the house of Eli, that the sons of Eli would die That no one in Eli's house would live to old age, but they would die by the sword. And we find later that the Ark of the Covenant is stolen. The Ark of the Covenant, which represents God's presence to the people of Israel, it was stolen because of the sins of the sons of Eli. Do we see how... This Old Testament story is being carried out in today's world. Now, what I'm about to say is not my judgment. It's the opinion of many in our church today, including Bishop Robert Barron and noted theologians such as Ralph Martin. Our church has lost its voice in this world. Because of the financial corruption and sexual abuse, the word of the Lord is scarce. The church is a sign of God's presence. The church's role as a much-needed voice of reason and truth. This voice has been taken away. We live in a post-Christian culture. And it's due in part to the corruption and the lack of faith of all Christian leaders. Just as in the time of Eli, the high priests of today's church are not responding to the complaints of the people. Do not think that a pandemic that prevents many of the people from coming to mass, that prevents us from coming together in communion, that gives an excuse for many not to receive the sacraments, Do not think this is some accident or coincidence. It is but one way in which the Lord is punishing us. Just as the Lord passed judgment on the house of Eli, so he passes judgment on our church today. Just as in the time of Eli and Samuel, Israel would be overrun by the Philistines. So is our church being overrun by the enemy today. Now, if that's the end of the homily, then I'm a pretty poor deacon because there's more to the story. When the Lord warned Eli, he told him of the destruction and death that would come to his house. But he also had one more promise. He told Eli he would choose a faithful priest that would come to his house, one that would do what the Lord wanted in heart and in mind. He promised that this faithful priest would have a lasting house and shall serve the Lord in the presence of the anointed forever. That faithful priest would be Samuel. Samuel would go on to become this great prophet, He would anoint a great king, David, as king of Israel. He would serve the house of the Lord. And today the Lord is raising up more Samuels to serve him in heart and mind. The Lord never gave up on the people of Israel, and he doesn't give up on us today. My wife, Denise, and I have had the privilege of hosting several groups of seminarians and young priests that come to our home. And we know future leaders of the church who now work as missionaries, including great organizations such as Focus. It gives us great hope to know that the Lord is calling many young men to the priesthood and is inspiring many voices to proclaim the word of the Lord and I, seek you, I encourage you to seek out these voices, the voices that are calling for the cleansing of the corruption, the voices that are basing their preaching on Scripture and who are willing to sacrifice for our church. I encourage you to support priests who shepherd their flock according to the traditional values of our church. And I encourage you to listen for the voice of the Lord calling you. What is the Lord calling you to do? How is the Lord asking you to bring healing to our church? How is the Lord asking you to help restore our country as a Christian nation? How is the Lord asking you to be a light in our community? Are you able to respond Seek, Lord, your servant is listening.